ったってるぞ。Something you didn't have all the other stuff now, so it's time to learn something here. One of the things that we have to understand as Christian, there comes a responsibility. You know, it's just not something that you have done, and that once you get saved, that is over. That is the beginning. And in everything, there are levels. And you'll find out that there are levels in, 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 uh, in uh, as being a Christian after being saved. There are levels, and we need to understand there are levels. And you know, we I use sports a lot, uh, and it was when you start, when the season starts. Let's use the Chiefs because my boys are at home, <laughs> but I'm smart enough to have one on both sides. And got my chief stuff on, be ready. So you know, I'm doing all right. So, all right. They don't start the season out thinking about the Super Bowl. You start the season out getting fit, and then you want to make the, you want to, you know, get they call, uh, make the team, because a whole bunch of folks go out, and then you want to make the team. You ain't thinking about the Super Bowl, and then you want to get into the the first games, right? And after, after you get down to the end, you want to get into win your division and get into the playoffs. And then once you get into the playoffs, there are elevations there. And then you, the Chiefs are not thinking about the Super Bowl Sunday, today. Y'all know that, right? They're thinking about what's in front of them. And then once they win what's in front of them, uh, uh, then they think about the championship. And then after you do the championship, you, then you get into the Super Bowl, then you think about the Super Bowl. If you start out at the front of the season thinking about the Super Bowl, you're going to most likely go home, you see, because you, there are steps that it takes to get there, you see, and we need to learn this as Christians, there are steps that it takes there to get there. And if you're smart and you're on a good team that's won the Super Bowl and you're one of the younger players, then you want to sit next to somebody who's been in it. They can, they can, they can tell you, what it's like, or if you're smart, or somebody that's been in the playoffs, right? Uh, if you go on backwards, you're going backwards now, somebody who's made the team. And so these, these their responsibilities, if I'm a younger player, I'm gonna listen to older players each step of the way to, because they've experienced and they know what it takes to get to where I want to get to, you see? And uh, so uh, uh, that is, and it's the older player's responsibility to teach the younger players what they need to do to be able to get to those places. Does that make sense? You see, and, and, and it's a team type thing, you know? And so when we look at it, we wanna be on the winning team, all right? Aaron Rodgers won last year, won what they call the uh, MVP, right? But he didn't get to the Super Bowl. He'll probably win the MVP this year, but they didn't get to the Super Bowl, right? So the ultimate goal is, oh, you done good, dude, for you, but you didn't get the team where they should be. 
You have to think about those things. Well, it, you can use that in the household, in your household, right? If you're trying to get your kids each step of the way to get to where they need to be to be successful. Isn't that right? As, as a household, you're, you're responsible. Then the next step, you can, as a pastor, or as a deacon, or as a minister, and you ought to be. So we want to talk about that. Now, you have to listen to me. We're going to learn something here. It takes more than just a body to get there. It takes more than just wearing a jersey to get there. You know, it's going to take some work. Because, see, you still have some, see, let's, let's do it this way, since we're talking about sports, is that, you see, I'm going to play hard because there's a rookie over there wanting my spot. You see what I'm saying? You see, I'm not going to cheat myself by overdoing over here. You see, so, uh, and I got the, there's always somebody wanting. I got two things getting ready to happen to me here. I got a, some, a younger person over here wanting to take my place, and then I'm in a game, I got somebody who wants to destroy, uh, cause me not to get to where I want to get to. The Bible teaches us in Psalms, and this is, and it's a lot of the message that I give, it sounds the same, and I hope they do, because I'm a repeat guy, because that's what coaches do. You can sit down. That's what coaches do. They, they repeat, they repeat until you get it right. You see, and that's it, anything. If you are a teacher, you're there to get your students to the highest possible level they can go so that when they know the, uh, the next level, they're prepared. Mm -hmm. Everything in life, there's preparation, yeah. period. Yeah. You have to, it, that's just life, uh -huh. you see? It's, it's uh, you know, I, this is not a comfortable thing I'm getting ready to say. Our, our good friend next door, our neighbor, uh, she passed away um, uh, three weeks ago, I think it was, and uh, she uh, cancer, of course, and then uh, had pneumonia. And we we talked to her husband, and he said she had been preparing me for two and a half years for this. Okay, so even at death itself, you see, someone has to prepare you for that because it's coming sooner or later. Who it is. And we went, of course, and supported him, and, uh, and we looked at that, and we've been getting many telephone calls about a lot of people being sick, not just church people, but other people around us. And so Sister Gwen and I have been shaking our heads like, man, has this been, whoever said, I can't wait to 2021, <laughs> they didn't have no idea what they were saying. I mean, this is something nobody ever thought in this country uh, just five years ago, that a million people would die over a virus. And so we have to be prepared for things, other things. That's not talking cancer and car wrecks and homicides, but there are just, are just sicknesses that you're going to have yourself. So we need to, and sometimes, we hate to say it, but even divorces. Life throws some nasty curveballs at you, right? But we have to learn to be able to be prepared, to be a prepared person in a prepared place. That comes with having someone to help us. I found out, Brother DJ, that I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant enough to know that I ain't brilliant. Is somebody here with what I'm talking about? My brilliance has shown me that I'm not brilliant. But in my brilliance, that's shown me that I'm not I'm not brilliant, it has shown me and guides me to some people who are brilliant in some areas that I'm not. 
are you with me? And that helps to fulfill my life and the journey and the Christian walk that God has for me. Am I making any kind of sense to anybody in here? And it says, uh, and in the Psalms, we're not going to read the first part of the uh, first, but I just want to get this part in here. So here's what I have learned through it all. You know, there's a song, through it all, yeah. So this, I'm telling you, in my 75 years, to, uh, so here's what I have learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord. I have found out that there are just some things you can't handle. And you have to leave those things at the foot of the Lord. Because anxiety, you got to put that anxiety because, ang see, what anxiety will do, it will get in your, in your ear. Remember I told you, get in your heart, get in your spirit, and it will affect your body. And see, the next thing you know, you're depressed or you're living through stress. And so he says, the writer says here, he's, he learned through his life, he learned that uh, to leave all those anxieties. That's what I try to teach you all this. At the feet of the Lord and uh, um, with his measureless grace, his measureless grace will strengthen you. There's going to come a time when you have to understand you ain't enough. Come on, talk back to me. There's going to come a time when you're going to figure it out. If you ain't figured it out, you better figure it out. There's going to come a time when you don't have enough strength, that you're not enough. And that's why that, that psalmist is saying that uh, he had to leave this at the foot of the Lord, whose grace uh, would, would strengthen you. Wait a minute. And he will never allow the righteous to, wait a minute, he will never allow the righteousness to shake, slip, fall, or fail. And that's what we're talking about here. We don't want to slip. No, I don't want to slip. Should be shaken, fall, or fail. It's when the storms of life come, and they're going to come. When they do come, the Bible says, the writer says here, the Lord will not allow me, the righteous, that's us, and we are righteous through Christ. When we get born again and give our lives to Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, we become righteous. And the Bible says here that God will not allow the righteousness, to, the righteous people to shake, slip, fall, or fail. And I need that in my life. I need that in my life. This is an everyday thing. There are things that's going to happen in your life. Well, you need to learn that scripture. If you're already writing it down, that's Psalms 55 and 22. I came out of passion with that. We need that. We need to sometimes when we get it, and you're going to get in that place sooner or later. You're going to, where if you're not careful, you start shaking, slipping, failing, and falling. Well, then if you're doing that, then you, you're trying to do it yourself. If you don't put it where the feet of the Christ, then you're going to fail because you won't have the strength you won't have the strength. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Yeah. You won't have the strength to do it on your own. You can't do that on your own. Life is not set up for that. You remember? I told you I was brilliant. My brilliance told me that I wasn't brilliant. And so my brilliance told me through somebody else that led me to a place where I would meet Christ. That was Sister Gwen. And when I would meet Christ, and then there was a teacher that taught me that I needed to get saved, got saved. You see where I'm coming from? Each one of those dispensations, there were people in my life that led me to Christ where righteousness was. And so, and it told me, you don't, because you, you know, many of us, the same man, only ones that know what I'm talking about. 
Before I done that, I would shake, slip, fail, and fall. I was medicating my own self. See, and they call that temporary fixes. That's a false healing, right? And so I've learned now, and I hope you learn from this, just this anxiety. If you got anxiety today, you need to ask yourself, what am I doing? I'm not, where am I, who am I, who's my strength? Who's in my ear? Huh? Who's in my heart? Who's in my spirit? Huh? Where does my strength come from? Oh, you understand me? Say amen to that. And now we'll get in. Now, so there, but then there's a responsibility. Remember, I used a team a while ago. The church is a team. The church is a team. And in the church, there's a responsibility for everybody in the church. And most of the people don't like it because the responsibility is outside of the church. You go to church and you learn in church to live outside of the church. You see, you know, all of us can handle, it doesn't take much to handle what's going on inside the church, but it takes a whole lot to handle what's going on on the outside of the church because that's called life. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if everything was like we've had it this morning, I watched all of y'all getting excited and, and everybody's excited and getting emotional and oh, does that, what are you gonna do at the graveyard? Is he the same God there? What are you going to do at the hospital? Is he the same God there? You see, are you going to praise him when you're down? Like it is on Sunday morning when you're up. You see, or when something happens to you, this morning you were acting as if you wouldn't, couldn't be shaken, you wouldn't slip, you wouldn't fall, you wouldn't fail. And if people would say, look at you and they say, look at them. No, I, uh, that's good. We prayed for a great service. But I want to know when the game is on the line. Yes, when you have to make the play. Are you scared? You going to slip, fall, or fail? Are you going to be able to stand? That's the key. How you live your life. Because life is going to catch up with you sooner or later. Are you with me? And so there's a responsibility that we have as Christians in the church. Here we go. 1 Peter 5, 1 through 11. And I'm going to take my time, all right? Take your time, Pastor. All right. Ready? And this is from The Voice. Now for the elders of the church. It says, now from the elders of the church, a person who is older and, and, and valued, I mean, has that wisdom and holds positions or responsibilities and authority in a, in, in a Christian group. Mm -hmm. That's me, and it works on down to the rest of you. You just ain't up here. There's a responsibility. Now, we can use that as an elder and call it old folks and try to get away with it. No, 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 no. Because there are people who are younger people, but who are old in the scriptures. Are you with me? But with that becomes a responsibility. There's a responsibility for us older people that have wisdom. Our wisdom causes us to be responsible. That's why it says, the Bible says, where there's much known, there's much required. You see? There's some people who can, uh, 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 can fumble with everybody and say, hey, he's a rookie, he'll be okay. Another guy does that and says, what's wrong with him? Okay. 
And I would look at some in here, I would look at Brother DJ and I said, no man, what are you doing? You know better, how many times have you done that? Because you're not a rookie. You're not a novice. Expect him to play like a veteran. Are you with me? I can't make it no clearer than that. You see? Ladies, same way. Same way. There's some things that a, a young girl might do. Uh, it's your responsibility to teach her how not to fumble. To be able to handle life and the situations. It's to teach her and lead her to a place that she doesn't get caught up with anxiety. And she, she knows where she can go. And she doesn't have to go looking for love in all the wrong places in too many different faces. Y'all know the song. And she won't slip. She won't fall, she won't fail, won't be shaken because you led her to a place of righteousness. That's what the whole thing's about. That's what life's about. It's a responsibility. All right? So then he continues to tell the elders, I want to encourage you. As you know, I am an elder too, that's, like you. That's Peter talking. He says, I'm an elder too, like you. He didn't, didn't say, oh, I'm an apostle. He says, I'm an elder, like you. You see? He said, I can identify. I'm an elder like you. He's an apostle, right? But he's an elder like you. So I can say this. I'm an elder like you all. I'm pastor on Sundays, but after this, I've got to go outside them doors. I'm just, I'm an elder person. I'm one of the elderly people. You see, used to be a time, come on here, somebody knows what I'm talking about, when Gray was popular. You respected Gray, Grandma. And you'd say, oh, she got a lot of wisdom. You'd look at the color of her hair. Now we're trying to hide Grandma. You see, we're just doing it by the hair. Don't y'all go out there and let your hair get gray, because Pastor said. Now we're trying to hide it, because it's not the hair that wisdom, because wisdom, wisdom comes from your actions, what you've learned, and what you teach it. All right? See, the women love that part. Got them out of there, huh? Let's go. <laughs> then he says, I have witnessed firsthand the sufferings of the anointed one. Talking about Jesus Christ. As well as shared in the glories which are soon to be revealed. And he says this. He knows this. He says this. He's seen this. He's felt this. He's taught this. And he's teaching this. Yeah. Now he's telling me. He's telling me. The shepherd over this church. And he's telling you all, the elders, and he's telling all of you all, the parents. Because you're the, you're the shepherd. That time. All right, this elder don't go home with you. That's right. Pastor don't go home with you. That's right. You see? Right. You're the priest in your house. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. When you shepherd the flock God has given you, watch over them. Not because you have to, but because you want to. And he wants you to be excited about shepherding. As a pastor, he's saying, I want you to be excited. Not because you have to, because you want to. You want to be able to do it, to please other people? No, because you want the team to win. You want, you want winning Christians in this church. We, we want Christians, you want your people to play at the highest Christian level. Yes. 
that others can see. And then eventually, then they, the elders, teach the younger, and then they become elders, and it goes on and on and on, and it becomes a powerhouse. All right? For this is how God would want it, not because you're being compensated somehow, but because you are eager to watch over them. Not because you've been compensated. Not because money or power or fame. You know what? No, no, no. Because of the love of the people. Because of the love of the people. People get excited sometimes, especially the younger ones and young ministers get into the they're a ministry, and they're excited about being a minister. I said, no, you need to be excited about ministering. They're two different things. Anybody can be a minister. You all know you just get on the internet now and, get, and be ordained, you see. But are you excited about ministering? Are you excited in this church about everybody in here has something to help somebody else, whether it be in here or out there? You see, it don't just stop here. It starts here. Okay? Verse 3 says, Don't lead them as if you were a dictator, but lead your flock by example. And it says, Don't lead them as if you were a dictator, but lead them your flock as an example. People need to see success before they can become successful. Can't be a man unless you see a man. Can't be a lady unless you see a lady. You see? It's not because I told you so. It's because they could see it in your life. Am I doing all right? Okay. When the chief shepherd appears, you will be crowned with honor that will shine brightly forever. And that's what's really, that's exciting to me because that's, I'm about awards. Can you imagine when Jesus Christ comes, you will be crowned with honor? With a crown of honor? That's something. That means everybody, listen to me, everybody's not equal. Everybody can go to heaven, but they're not equal. Some folks, they don't get no crown. They, they don't get to heaven, but they don't get the reward. You see? You understand what I'm saying? You see? It's just like, let's look at it like this here. If we look at it, because we've been footballing it, I've been footballing it pretty soon. The Chiefs is going to win the Super Bowl, we hope. And somebody, the whole team wins, gets a ring, but only one gets the MVP. Do you understand it? You got to play hard. You got to use all your talents. So other people can get where they need to be. That's when you become MVP. You understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. You who are younger in the faith, do as your elders and leaders ask. And this is the biggest problem we have in the church when we have in society. Nobody wants to hear anybody. Well. Young people today, I don't know who's raising them. It's just unbelievable to me. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm wondering... When I see some of the young people and how they're acting, I'm like, boy, them parents ain't taught them kids something. You see, I can't imagine. Isaac told one of the kids in here, they was back there debating Brother Roderick whether they was going to go to Sunday school class once. Isaac said, if I'd have said that to my dad, I'm 40 years old and I'd still be sucking out a straw. <laughs> <laughs> Don't y'all go beat your kids now. You know. You know, 
you know, they didn't know it, but they, might, they thought it, it could happen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Please. Thank you. It's got to come from the house. Can I say something that no, they don't want to hear? Can I help you? Mama, let me do it. Daddy, let me help. The church children ought to be different than any other children. You see? A kid, this is going to get real shaky here, right? Ought to be excited. If I was to do Martin Luther King, I'm going to get political. Say yes, you can do that, Pastor. Everybody would go to school. Every black kid would go to school on Martin Luther King Day. You mean no holiday off? We would go and we would teach and show what other people had to experience to give you the right to sit in that chair. You see? And then when you got home, we would sit down and we would open up a book and I would show you the sacrifice. You see? There's a sacrifice that Jesus Christ made, right? To get you saved. But there's sacrifices that other people make to get you a position. Say amen to that. People have worked hard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give God a hand clap. People have worked hard because God has blessed somebody to be an elder. And they took on the challenge. They took that challenge on. What did they learn at the church? They took it from the church and took it outside. Okay, I like that. Okay. Continuing in verse 5, all of you should treat each other with humility. For as it says in Proverbs, God opposes the proud but offers grace to the humble. So God wants us to be humble. I won an award for Preacher of the Year. I want to thank the members of Christ Temple North for supporting me. I want to thank Christ Temple North for their tithes and goodwill offerings to keep this building running and to keep it functioning. I want to thank Christ Temple North for assisting me in the ministry that we believe in here. I want to thank the members of Christ Temple North, okay, for praying for me. And, and asking God to strengthen me and bless me and to give me wisdom and knowledge and foresight and insight to lead the sheep. Mm-hmm. You see, didn't win it by myself. Right. Win it because of, you won it because of who you are. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They asked T.D. Jakes, you know, uh, you know how big his church is. Uh, but that people weren't in there, and I don't think they're in there yet. They weren't in there, but his wife and some other folks. And they asked him, how do you feel speaking in an empty church? (laughs) He said, I started out speaking in an empty church. (laughs) (laughs) You understand where I'm coming from? And and you ought to watch it. There's nobody in the pews, but his wife's on the front row, and his daughters and somebody back here. And he's preaching harder than if it was full. Because it wasn't about who's listening, it is about his calling and his commitment to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
All right. So bow down under God's strong hand. Then when the time comes, God will lift you up. Bow down under God's strong hand. And when the time comes, he will lift you up. People say all the time, you know, so-and-so, I put her on a pedestal. I put him on his pedestal. They broke my heart. You all ain't got no pedestal for me to stand on. Because I don't want you putting me on no pedestal because people put you on the pedestal and take you off the pedestal. You see, I only want to be lifted up by the hand of God. Because when he lifts you up, and it says when the time comes, he will lift you up. Uh, many a young minister, a young, even old minister, has fallen because it wasn't time. You see? We can put that in, in a lot of other things, just in light period. There are people who get married. Wasn't time. Bought a house. Wasn't time. Had children. Wasn't time. Time means about everything. said, when the time comes, God will lift you up. Because, see, God knows if you're too arrogant. God knows if you're too self-centered. Are you with me? God knows if you can handle it or if you cannot handle it. He won't lift you up until you, he's ready to lift you up. And if he's ready to lift you up, then you're qualified to be lifted up. Say amen to that. Amen. All right? Since God cares for you, let him carry all your burdens and quit, worries. Quit trying to tear your burdens and worries. Let God carry your burdens and worries. You can't fix them, no how. Why would you carry something that you can't fix? That's common sense. You see, the load is too heavy. So let God carry your burdens and your worries. Give them to him. Here's how you do it. God, the scripture says, you will carry my worries and my burdens. Here's my son. Here's my daughter. Here's my grandchild. Here's my husband. Here's my wife. So and so and so and so. Because if I carry this burden, It'll break me down. Because while I'm out pulling weeds over there in their garden, they're growing in mine. So I'm not going to try to carry something that doesn't belong to me. That's, see, you got a troubled kid, you do it this way. God, you got a troubled kid. I'm not worrying about that. That's, 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 that's your problem. That ain't my problem. Can't fix it? No, how? What are you doing? Trying to fix an unfixable thing. Are you with me? All right. But most importantly, in verse 8, be disciplined and stay on guard. And I love that word, discipline. It said most importantly, be disciplined and stay on guard. You see? Thank you. You got to pay attention to what's going on around you. Stay on guard. Stay on guard. What's getting in here? Stay on guard. What's getting in your heart? That's what the Bible, the Bible says. Guard your heart. Stay on guard. It's your responsibility, not his. Stay on guard. Okay. 
my favorite scripture anyway. You all know I've done it many times. And that is because your enemy, the devil, is prowling around outside like a roaring lion. He's outside, mm-hmm. prowling around like a roaring lion. Mm-hmm. Boy, he's, you all got excited in here, you know it. He just left the building. He said, I ain't going to mess with him now. They fired up. But I'll get in the car with him. I'll meet him at home. I'll show up tomorrow on their job. You understand what I'm talking about? You see? Yeah, so he ain't left. He's going to still sneak around. He's like a peeking Tom. Waiting for an opportunity. See, one thing about Satan, he is a great opportunist. Because he's looking. He's looking. He's looking to get a chance to get you in a position to shake you. He wants you to slip, fall, or fail. That's what he's looking for. So he's prowling around. But he knows timing. He knows timing. You see? All right. Whereas it says here, he is just waiting and hoping for the chance to devour someone. He's, he's an opportunist. He's waiting for the chance to devour someone. He wants to take you back to where you were. Oh, yeah, he does. He wants, he wants, he'll put somebody in your life to do that. You see, he'll get you so caught up into something that you can't handle. He wants you to carry the very burden that God said, no, that's mine. You see, he wants you to carry the anxiety that God said, give it to me. That's what he does. That's what he's all about. You see? All right. So resist him and be strong in your faith. You got to be strong. You got to resist the devil. Be strong in your faith, knowing that there are brothers and sisters throughout the world that are suffering the same suffering you're suffering. COVID-19 showed us, that's what it's called? Showed us that. It didn't, it went, the whole world is suffering with it. You see? We ain't the only ones suffering in America. You see? Whatever your condition, your condition is in. Somebody's had it, have it, or go have it. But the difference is, you're going to be victorious. You won't slip, fall, or fail. Because you laid it on Christ. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. After you have suffered for a little while, Mm -hmm. the God of grace who has called you to his everlasting presence. After you've suffered a little while. So sometimes God lets us suffer a little while so we know who he is. God, why has this happened to me? No. What lesson are you trying to give me? a lesson in it. And then you know your pastor came up with this thing. There's a blessing in the lesson. It's there. All right. His everlasting presence through Jesus the anointed will restore you. And I like that brother DJ. That he's letting me know that sometimes I leak and I need to be restored. And so sometimes I pray God restore in me, what's leaked out of me. You understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes things hit you so hard, bam, it takes everything out of you. 
And you got to say, Lord, restore in me. I need you to restore in me. And then, and, and, and then you say, support, he'll support you. And guess what? He'll strengthen you. And he'll what? Ground you. He'll ground you. He, he'll ground you. And you won't fail. And you won't be shaken. And you won't slip. But you'll be grounded. And somebody asks you, how do you do it? You say, I'm grounded in his love. See, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one of God's words will fail. I'm grounded in his word. Grounded in his word. You see? So if his word can't fail, then I can't fail. But I got to believe in it. And the scripture said, have faith in it. You see? And verse 11 says, for all power belongs to God now and forever. Amen. And that's it. All power belongs to God. And if all power belongs to God and I belong to God, he will give me all the power I need. God is my resource of power. You see? I'm going to finish it. So again, from the passion, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly, which is constantly without interruption, like a roaring lion for its prey to devour. He's consistent and he's persistent. And he wants to mess up your life. He wants the dying world to see a Christian fall. There's nothing more to please the devil than for him to see a Christian fall. All right? Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack. You've got to make a stand today. Stand on faith. Just make a stand. You've got to make a real stand. Make a stand. You see, it's going to come a time in your life where you came back up. You got to make a stand. See, in the war, when they had those wars, and they had to make a stand somewhere. The enemy's coming. They said, we got to make our stand here. But the enemy's around you. Make your stand. You make your stand in Christ. You make your stand in Christ. And in his love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? Yes, and make that stand with strong, vigorous faith. Strong, vigorous faith. Yeah. I got a question for you. Say what, Pastor? What, Pastor? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Your faith in this church won't work. Faith in me won't work. Where's your faith? Faith in Christ. Your faith in the Word. That's where your faith's at. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. And then you can make a stand. You see? All right, here we go. So again, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. You ain't the only one suffering. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. People act like they're the only one. You ain't unique. People all over the world are dealing with something. 
turn the news on and you should run around your house shouting. Turn the water fountain on. Shout. Get in the shower. Shout. Look in your closet. Shout. Look in your refrigerator. Shout. Look in your cabinets. Shout. Yeah. There are people going through something. Some of us have successful kids. Sure enough, shout. All right. Then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. When you go in and you come out, you'll be stronger than when you went in. Been here before, I can handle this. Mm -hmm. I am stronger than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. You see, right. someone asked me, this is me. Someone asked me, did I get the, the shot to coax? I said, yep. And they said, were you scared? I said, no, I've had chemo. <laughs> I sure enough ain't scared. But right. I sat in the chair for nine hours, excuse me, three hours why they put rat poison in my body. So I'm not scared of that shot. Somebody hadn't been through anything. They might scare them. But somebody been through chemo? You see? And if I have to go through it again, I ain't scared. Been there, done that. Stronger now. Each time I come out stronger. You see? It's life for everything you go in and you come out victorious, it makes you stronger. You see? It's a mindset. It's a mindset to make you stronger. Someone asked me about uh, the football games. You all know I'm a Packer fan. They said, Ruth, did you, you think that they had beat them? <laughs> beat them last year. <laughs> same, same team. You see? So they didn't do something, the Packers meaning, to get better. They got better, you don't get beat. You got beat the first time, they need to come to Christ Chippewa North, and he would tell them, guys, don't let the same dog bite you twice. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? You're supposed to get stronger every day. Even the little bitty things in life that you go through, it gets like this, I get bigger and Bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because I get stronger because of who, not because of who I am, because of who he is. And it's the rock that I stand on. I think the psalm says God will lift me up on a higher rock than myself. That's where I want to stand. You see, that's the MVP. When God puts him up on that rock. All right? Here we go, last scripture. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. He, he will set you what? Firmly in place and build you up. That's you. That's what you need this morning. Mm -hmm. God wants to set you up. He wants to build you up. Mm -hmm. And he has all the power needed to do it. Mm -hmm. This. And it says amen. amen. He has all the power to set you up and build you up. I don't care how weak you walked in this building this morning. 
you ought to walk out of here stronger than you walked in here. If you believe in the word of God, you may have walked in here weak, but the Bible says that God is going to set you up firmly and build you up because he has the power to give you everything you need. So this morning, we're going to end it with me. Because, you know, I know how to end it. <laughs> Ain't nobody ended like me ended. There ain't but two sides, winners and losers. You make the choice which side you want to be on. That ain't up to God. That's up to you. You've heard the lesson. Put it in your life. Quit and go to work. Allow God to go to work. Step. Let me do it this way. Started here. Step here, step here, and step here. You understand? You see? I started at the back of the church. Yes. Ended up working in the church. Then working a little bit more in the church. And he put me here. He'll do that in your life. Now let me tell you all something you don't hear much. We pray too much. I tell you all that all the time. You pray too much. What am I praying? Wait a minute, let me do this here. Uh, God give me the power. God build me up. No, he said he's going to do that. That's our answer. I just got to believe it. Did you believe this message? Did you believe this message? Did you believe this message? Then say amen to God. And thank him for the word. And have a blessed day.